I felt like I was always longing for a relationship and I was tired of being here. I was tired of being single. Shoot, but little did I know, single life was gonna be kicking it with me at the crib with his feet up for another decade, decade, decade. You're listening to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. My name is Tiffany Hines. I am a singer, songwriter, a creative who also is a single woman who finally put language to mine and others' dating experiences. Dating culture is awkward. I've heard so many untold stories from men and women, and the time has come to share them. And as your homegirl, I got you. We'll talk sexuality, dating, breakups, singleness, marriage, and all the craziness in between and how to give God glory in it, no matter what age you are, it's going to be a wild ride. So let's get to it. I was 22 years old and I went to Jamestown, New York to sing in a friend's wedding. I was still in college, so the funds... Uh, what is that? What, what are funds at college? Okay. So, so some friends and I, we decided we do the drive from Chicago to New York to cut our cost. This couple, they're so cool. They were in love and I was just chilling and relaxing in the back on the drive. So I sat in the back seat again and I enjoyed my first trip to New York. It was not New York City, but I could at least brag and say that I'd been to New York. Cut me some slack because at the time, I did not know if you're not visiting NYC, then you ain't visiting New York. So no brags for you (laughs) Um, to all my New York people. You know, don't judge me, but I was young. So um, the wedding, it was beautiful, classic, and it was a good time. Now comes the reception. So my table was perfectly paired off with young couples and right there was my name and then a dreadful empty plate and card that said plus one. I was riding solo to this wedding and what made matters worse, I so happened to be assigned to the cake in it table. For y'all that don't know the term cake in it, it pretty much means you and your boo are all into each other's face all the time. At our at, at our table, it was not very many cross conversations, just a lot of eye to eye contact with Bay. So to, but to like my very right, a couple was casually talking at the table while at the same time, bro is giving her nice stroked upper inner thigh grope action. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast, I'm talking about you <laughs> and I'm just trying to place my eyes straight ahead. But, you know, there's a couple ahead of me too. Like there is no escaping. So I felt like a, I felt all of a sudden this dark gray storm cloud that read single above my head. And it was big and obvious. And all of a sudden I felt my throat getting tight. And it was about to happen. I was about to bust out in tears. Oh, hell no. No, not here, Tiffany. I got up really quick and I saw a university pastor at a table and I quickly asked her if I could talk to her 
as I felt I felt my voice starting to shake. Pastor Judy, uh, can I talk to you? We got in that lobby and I burst into tears. I told her I hated being single and I was surrounded by couples. It was a reminder over and over again looking at that empty seat. Tiffany Hines plus one. I felt like I was always longing for a relationship and I was tired of being here. I was tired of being single. Shoot, but little did I know single life was going to be kicking it with me at the crib with his feet up for another decade. So she talked with me as she has shared on many stages and platforms that she and her husband had had at least 10 miscarriages in hopes of having a baby. So as as much as she was having a good time at that wedding, seeing a young woman walk around with a pregnant belly, belly, it also stung. Tiffany, this sucks. And it's okay to be honest about that. So we laughed. She gave me a tight hug and let my young tears roll down my face on her chest. She wiped them off and I got myself together and went back inside looking unfazed by that love cake bakery (laughs) happening at my table. So huge shout out to Judy Peterson for being an amazing campus pastor to so many of us. If it wasn't for her, I would have probably exposed my little sorrowful self and been the talk of the table for years to come. Hey, babe, um, you remember that girl that was sitting at our table that started crying um, because she was single? Whatever happened to her? Oh, oh, she's still single. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, so thank you. I know that was 11 years ago. But stories like that are real to me and so many other men and women. We are left wondering, questioning, frustrated about how our love lives have turned out. And I've personally watched movies and read articles and heard countless stories. And I've just arrived to this visual place of when it comes to meeting with someone. It's just how I just have been processing So meeting someone is like getting ready for takeoff on a plane. One thing to learn about me is I love traveling and in particular, I love getting on planes. I love the speed and how fast you're able to like get to your destination. I remember my first flight, I was 19. I was a little late bloomer and I'm like, oh my gosh, takeoff. It's like a roller coaster. Like that's how I, I just loved it. Um, But what I've come to find out in research is that Takeoff is the second most dangerous part of the process of flying. Landing is the first, but we'll talk about landing another day. As as exciting as it is, at least for me, to get ready for my new adventure, there are some risks to consider. So now for the airplane risk, y'all, it's extremely low. Like it's an extremely low risk of death. We're talking like 0.01%. So I don't want anyone out there freaking out about flying. Like I said, I love flying. It's very safe. You are more likely to choke on a chicken bone at your favorite chicken shack (laughs) in Chi-Town. You know what it is, um, Southside, and and end up in heaven than die on a plane. What I'm, I'm saying is it takes a lot of effort 
but aircrafts, they have, they have mastered it. When it comes to meeting and dating someone, the effort that it takes for that relationship to take off, oftentimes it does not happen. Why? Why? Why is it so hard for a relationship to get off the ground? There could be so many reasons. You you meet someone and maybe both of you have interest in each other, or maybe one of you is really into the person way more because you've been observing them for a while. You may have done some homework. You may have done a little creeping on them, you know, or you guys have been friends for years and you've developed deep feelings for them. Another scenario, you met her on a dating site. You think she's gorgeous and you want to get to know her. Or you are incredibly shy, maybe lack confidence and you have interest in that woman or in that man, but you are too broken inside to step to the challenge and just make a strong gesture that says, hey, my name is Paul, Rob, Alexis, Anna, Keisha, and and and, and I'd like to get to know you. The first step these days, it seems to carry just this immense cement amount of weight and also waiting. W A I T I N G. <laughs> what is it about our current dating culture that we will not take the time, like to get to know the opposite sex, but want quick affirmation and gratification? You would not, you would not eat half cooked food. You would not eat a half cooked meal, and you would definitely not settle for fifty percent of your tax refund. You would be very alarmed if you were expecting a baby and your child was being delivered before its time. Yet, when it comes to dating, takeoff is just rushed. It's just not a factor. It just doesn't happen. And I I do want to get like a little bit deeper about this analogy and ask some questions. Okay, how often does meeting someone after one phone call, one date, one movie, one disagreement, ghosting happens. One encounter and you have already made up in your mind, it's a no for me. What are you basing your quick no off of? Now, please hear me out. Please hear me out. Um, because I actually suck at this. <laughs> I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to think that I have all the answers or that I've arrived in this ultra healthy dating and single living place. I'm right here with you, questioning, doubting, enjoying living my best life and the next day sobbing all at the same time. So the goal of Awkward Single Life Podcast is to not tell you what to do or give you a formula that many conferences, sermons, books, etc. tell us how to go about single life. It is to actually like raise a standard of questions being answered and to provoke new thought that allows God to open our hearts our hearts to what we strongly desire and that is companionship. So I say again, I am so guilty of this. For for me, 
I've had blatant and subconscious rhetoric thrown in me my entire teen and adult life about choosing the right person that it's freaking terrifying at times to to know what to do between the words of don't settle are also the words of your standards are too high. And like 99% of the people that say that to me have actually never heard me talk about my standards to them. Like it, I don't even really have like relationship with you, but it's based on judgment. And then like this feeling of pressure to give men a chance that I'm not remotely attracted to physically, but they're kind and they love Jesus. And those are great things. I have grown and I've matured to a, to a much healthier perspective of attraction and that it's not everything. And attraction for me has many variables in it. But dang, at some point, attraction has to be worth talking about. Like sometimes this whole thing just feels like bondage, stuck. In the past, I've played the blame game so much in trying to figure out why something didn't take off. And friends, take off takes two. It takes two people to be willing to try. And what does trying even look like? It looks like vulnerability. Ugh. That word, it just, it can feel like you walked out the house and forgot to put on your pants. Or because of COVID and quarantining for so long, you might have forgot to put on your bra. (laughs) Um, So my question for the single male, you men, you fellas out there, it's why does it feel like it takes you longer to board the plane? You miss a flight or three and takeoff on the runway is short-lived often. This is just like, this is not me just giving my sole opinion. This is a question that us women wonder often. For my single women, because we're definitely not off the hook. Why? Why are we oftentimes on the runway ready for takeoff? all the time who promised us takeoff and why do we want the plane aka relationship to take off and where do we want it to go i want to bring these questions and dialogue to you interactively so send me your answers Email me at awkwardsinglelife at gmail.com and catch me on IG Live this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as myself and a guest male will talk about your answers and more. We just wrapped up our Dating and Planes episode. Y'all, who would have thought sharing about Just something so personal for myself and for so many would be so fun. Did you enjoy the episode? Okay, well, have you subscribed? Let's define the relationship. You can expect me every Tuesday right here hanging out with you. Submit your answers from today's show. Okay, men, so recap. 
why does it seem to take you so long to want a relationship to take off? Women, <laughs> yours is three part, okay? Who told you you were promised take off? Why do we often rush it and where do you want it to go? You can submit either on my Instagram page, Tiffany Hines Music or awkwardsinglelife at gmail.com. And I will be going live with a friend Wednesday, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, recording artist Enrique Holmes. It's going to be so fun, informative, honest, and if you know Enrique, freaking hilarious. <laughs> See you soon and thank you for listening.